Everyone's better than me, but I'm getting better with Cameron Lindsay. I'm Cameron Lindsay. Rolling, rolling, rolling on the river. If you're listening to Everyone's Better Than Me for the first time, Everyone's Better Than Me is an improvement podcast where I get better with the help of a guest who's better than me at something. But I don't really like it when people think that they're better than me. So I have a little prank that I'm going to pull to bring them down to size. But Mike, the guest, does not need to worry about that because the guest is Mike Amory, the co-creator of Hard Drive Media, an LMSW working in private practice, and a stand-up comic here in New York. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kimberly. Can I say you have a wonderful podcast voice? Thank you. Um, this uh, this is my my own my third podcast, so um, I, hopefully the voice has uh, warmed to it at least a bit. Um, well, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Uh, I'm excited specifically to get uh, to talk about uh, the topic at hand, which is getting better mm-hmm. at uh, mental health. Um, but before we can do that, of course, we have to get to the get to know you questions. Sure. Um, and we always start off with this one, which is how do you and I know each other? So, uh, I met Cameron, uh, going to open mics around Brooklyn. I I don't remember the first time we met or how that worked out. Do you remember, did you approach me or did I approach you? That's a great question. I'm not sure either. Um, it almost certainly was a backyard baseball mic off. Probably. Yes. (laughs) Podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but yes, that's uh, also what I had written down that we met in the stand-up scene. Uh, well, the next get-to-know-you question is this one. Gum yes. is having a moment. The big gum execs are reaching out to people to come up with new unexpected flavors for your favorite chewing treat. And an oracle has claimed that you and I should be the ones to announce the final two new gum flavors to end all flavors. What two flavors do we introduce? Oh, man. So, so it has to be a flavor that doesn't exist before? I mean, I think uh, within a certain amount of reason. I, you know, there might be some, like, independent gum makers out there that are sure. you know, doing, like, a turkey dinner or something. But, like, mm-hmm. we're not fucking around with that. Yeah, no, no I was going to say, because it's a much hated flavor. But, like, I, I just want to have, like, extra strength, like, grape flavor. I love fake grape in all my candies. So, so this is this is your new flavor. Is, is not just grape. It's extra strength, prescription yeah, it's like, it, strength. Yeah, grape. It, it, it's like it's like not fucking around grape. Like, you oh, okay. You, like it's like this is for the real grape lovers out there who want more grape in their flavor. Uh, wonderful. Uh, I, I mean, sure, yeah. Uh, what what flavor do you think I would choose though? Uh, banana came to mind. I don't know why. Interesting. Yeah. Also, extra strength. Yeah, no, no, just regular. I, I don't think you're ready for extra strength banana. I think you're just a very just give it to me standard. Are there are there already banana flavored chewing gums? I feel like I can't think of any. I, I can. I, I know there's banana flavored laffy taffy, which is almost like yeah, a, a cousin yeah. of gum. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, wonderful. Uh, those are great answers. Uh, I had <laughs> some of that written down, so um, mm-hmm. I'm glad that we stuck to the script. Um, the yeah. next get to know you question is this one. A cosmic shift has happened. Mm-hmm. Everyone felt it, and everyone immediately knew what had happened. Everything in the universe is exactly the same, except that the average size of slugs has increased from 1.5 <laughs> inches to 5.5 inches. Mm-hmm. How has your life been altered? Uh, I think not at all. I can't, the last time I came across a slug, I think I was 10 years old on a play date. Mm-hmm. 
in suburban New Jersey. You don't really come across slugs in New York City. You come across a lot of lanternflies. But yeah, there's not been... Flies. But I don't think slugs are... Like, do slugs exist? Have you seen a slug? When's the last time you've seen a slug? Uh, I had an issue with slugs coming up my bathroom shower drain in back in Kentucky, though. Oh, oh okay. I was about to say, in New York City, I've never heard... Like, that may... I don't know much about Kentucky, but that sounds right. Um, there was... I feel like I... They could be, like, you know, uh, community gardens. Mm-hmm. But, but you're yeah. right. I, I don't see a lot of slugs. Yeah, I would like to, too. Like, I actually... Like, I'm, I'm pretty pro-slug. I think it would be kind of cool if they were even a little bit larger. Um, you could almost have, like that's almost like pet size if they're like six inches. So 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 maybe that's how your life would be altered. Is that yeah? Your anticipation about seeing slugs has increased. Yes, I would. I would. I would seek them out. Like I feel like if it's six <laughs> inches, you could kind of you could pet a six inch slug. You can't really pet a one point five inch slug. Oh my gosh! Well, if we're if these are the get to know you questions, you can get to know this. Slugs physically repulse me. I <laughs> I really. It it they it turns my stomach to see them. Is it the the slimy element? Is it? I don't know. Uh, kind of slick. I sort of can't think about them. I like. <laughs> no, no. What what about eels? I feel like eels are kind of close to slugs. Do they also give you the heebie-jeebies? I'm good with eels. Okay, just slugs. Yeah, can't do slugs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you did create a question that would involve us talking about slugs. Interesting. A lot of these get to know you and fans of Winded Questions, uh, Gene, my producer, handles, and, and they, you know, they don't know anything about me. They don't know anything about oh, okay. me, so. Um, <laughs> I, I thought you were about to say they actually know quite a lot about me, and they try to terrorize me through these hypotheticals. No, I think that gives them a lot more credit than they do. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I've said it once, I'll say it again. Uh, Gene is an idiot, so. Uh, well, wonderful. Those have been the get to know you questions. We'll jump right into the fan-submitted questions. Okay. We have fans all over the world. They love to send in questions uh, to our, our experts um, to sort of get some expertise on uh, the things that they're dealing with. Um, the first one is this. My friend group is a little quirky. Samantha is the hot one. Rendell is the tough one. Hope is the one in a coma. Sally is the ditz. And I am another tough one. Yesterday, Sally suggested we invite Daisy to join our group. But she is another tough one. How do I keep Daisy out of the group, especially since I am worried she is tougher than me? And that's from Gina in Winooski, Vermont. So I think you need to put some one of the tough people have to go into a coma. Okay, sort of balance it out between tough, tougher toughies and comies. Yeah, like it sounds like it's less of an issue that this is a tough one, but that there'd be three tough ones. Mm-hmm. But if it was too tough and too coma, that feels like that evens each other out, right? Like, those are the two extremes of existence. Yeah. Ditz and Hot are pretty close to each other. Yeah. Uh, off, yeah some might say even very compatible, like, actually feed off each other. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I mean, do you think, is that, should Gina go into a coma? I, I think the two existing tough people should uh, get into a fight until one of them ends up in a coma. And wow. then you can admit the second strength, the strong person in. Wow. Okay. Well, that makes sense to me. Um, and hopefully it makes sense to you as well, Gina. I hope that helped. Um, the next uh, fan-submitted question is this one. Have you ever had creative differences over a title? This is what is happening to me currently. I am 93 and decided to write my memoirs, and I can tell you that they're going to be a huge hit. My publisher is confident this will be a New York Times bestseller easily. The only problem is that he wants to change the name. 
How do I convince my publisher to let me keep the name? And that's from Aurora Rad, author of the forthcoming book, Diaries of Piss, and Gorsel in the Netherlands. Now, now, is that her title or is that the editor's title? Unfortunately, I don't have any other information. Um, okay. Yeah. Because I think that, that that's a big factor. Is like, I don't know if you necessarily should keep your own title. Your title might suck. Whereas... I feel like... Uh, where the editor might actually know what they're talking about. Like, I think it's, it's a case of merit of like, you need to put the two titles together and actually have people almost like vote or debate the merits of which one is better. Not that you just because, just because you wrote it doesn't inherently mean you know how to title it. Wow. So like a B test it. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, that sort of assumes that, you know, people will buy both of them. I mean, like that could really hurt Aurora's chances of selling. Well, I think that's why you focus test. It's not that you're putting both out oh, at the see, same time. It's like you're you're going like a focus group and being like, all right, we have <laughs> Diaries of Piss and whatever the hell that subtitle was. And then I, I'm guessing the editor probably put something a little bit more uh, uh, tame. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe uh, maybe urine instead of piss. Uh, you know, an exploration of urine mm-hmm. versus Diary of Piss yeah. and see what people think. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think that's a good idea. Um, I'm surprised that the publisher themselves hasn't already suggested that. You know, like like focus group testing this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, wonderful, uh, Aurora. I hope that helped. I can't see how it wouldn't. Um, well, we're going to jump right into the topic at hand, which is getting better at mental health. Um, I- I'm excited to talk about this. Uh, I think we all can get better at our own mental health, but I think it's also a good idea for everyone to get better at sort of the topic of of mental health generally. Um, But uh, I I like to start with this question um, because it gets us a a little bit of background into why uh, you are sort of an expert on this topic. Sure. Um, why, Why do you think I should get better at mental health? Why you specifically, Cameron, should get better at mental health? Yeah, well, I would say probably because, yeah, be honest with yourself. Do you feel like you're good at mental health? Like on a scale of 1 to 10, how good at your mental health do you think you are? At my own mental health? Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm decent. I'll, decent, I'll go with yeah. a 7, yeah. Ooh, so, okay, 7, that's like kind of above average. I'd say I'm pretty confident with my mental health. Mm-hmm. What about the mental health of others? Like, you know, uh, you know romantically, friendship-wise, do you feel like you uh, handle those well? Uh, I would say... I would say I'm less confident about it. Um, okay. As well. Yeah. yeah so I'd, I'd say that'd be a good reason because it doesn't only impact your own self, but if you get better at mental health, it can impact, you know, how well your friendships are, how well your romantic relationships are. Um, you know, it's not just about you, but about how your health then impacts the health of others around you. Well, I think that's uh, pretty compelling. Um, uh, maybe this sort of leads into, um, the next question. So mm-hmm. part of the goal of this show mm-hmm. is for me to um, improve at all sorts of things. Right. Okay. Um, and, and, and specifically get better than the so-called experts. Sure. So um, do you think this is a good mental health approach to mental health is to sort of become the best at mental health? No, I think that'd be a pretty terrible That's approach bad. to become, the, to become the best at mental health. Okay. I almost feel like that's how you end up in a Jonah Hill situation yeah. uh, where, where you're texting weird boundaries things because you've, you've now deemed yourself an expert because you made a documentary about your therapist. That, the, yeah. that That's like the worst case scenario. 
I mean, I'm still probably going to do it. Okay, um, yeah. So, and, uh, and, we, and we've, we've come across one of the limits of therapy, is that the patient will often uh, kind of do what they would like to anyway. Got it, got it. Um, well, in, in some respects, I mean, uh, I'm sort of serving as an, uh, your unlicensed therapist in this as well. Because um, at some point, you know, the the the, t- the tides will turn and I'll become yes. the one that's better at mental health and you'll be worse than I am. Uh, and so I'll be helping you. Yeah. And then I'll have to see my own therapist to process that reality that you are now better at my job than I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Well, actually, and, and I guess that's probably why the... Um, that's probably why the gotcha alarm is going off right now. It's sort of about processing the reality. Um, <laughs> I, I think, uh, you, you know, you're, you are clearly pretty good at mental health. Um, but if you are so good at mental health, you should be able to help our uh, special prank guest here. Returning yeah. to the show for the third time, um, Stormy. Um, Stormy. Uh, I would say Stormy definitely needs to improve at uh, his mental health. But um, Okay. Uh, I think Stormy will be telling us quite the opposite. That Stormy believes that they are um, perfect. Uh, sure. Stormy, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, sure, Cameron. Uh, well, uh, first off, I would say that <laughs> I am the best at mental health. Um, but anyways, uh, hi, Mike. I'm Stormy. Um, a bit about me. I have a master's degree in feline psychology from Rochester okay. University, um, as well as a certificate in Reiki healing from the Wellsboro, Pennsylvania Community Center. Um, also, I am a private toilet chauffeur for Catherine Zeta-Jones. Wow, that's a that's a new um, credit that you have um, on also, your business, uh, Stormy. Also, Cameron, yeah, um, before we get into the show, just um, real quick mental health boundary that I need to, you know, set for me sure. us here in the apartment. Um, if you eat raw Brussels sprouts for breakfast again, um, I'm going to need you to go on a, a walk before you crop dust me again. Okay. Okay. Um, it's just, um, it's really toxic. For my balanced mental health, okay, okay, can you? Do uh, that? Sure, that's fine. Um, I would like to point out uh, both to Stormy and to Mike, and I guess the listeners yes. at home. Um, Stormy loves to be in my apartment <laughs> when we're recording. Um, I don't really invite him in. I'm not sure how he's gotten in again. Um, um, Mike, I have lived in Cameron's apartment um, for the mm-hmm. last four months. He does owe me a rather large invoice um and you know honestly I- i'm gonna be vulnerable here mike um sure, Cameron yeah, yeah. owing me so much money uh, mm-hmm. it-, it does affect my mental health maybe i'm not the yeah. best at mental health yeah I, I i feel like i just got ambushed with a couple session uh except you are not a couple but you you do live or is it in dispute that you two live together uh, well, so I I guess maybe the background here from my perspective, if I can share that. And, sure. Um, I'll try and do so from a, sort of a healthy place uh, mm-hmm. of um, betterment. Uh, is that a Stormy um, was recommended to me to help my cat, Pretty Patrick, um, okay. who's having some, I think, dietary issues. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll have to go back and check the records. Um, but uh, so uh, it was recommended to me uh, for exactly that. Um turns out was not helpful in the slightest um since then stormy has uh taken it upon himself to uh i guess 
be paid back, be invoiced by squatting in my apartment at various times. Um, Cameron, um, uh, Mike, just to um, add a few more details to this, what Cameron Mm -hmm. isn't mentioning um, is that um, his outstanding invoice for my services is $86,000. And that's sort of maybe part of the issue as well, as I feel like that that was uh, for for what for what was, in all honesty, like a 15 minute consultation that I ended Mm -hmm. by saying I'm done with this. um, I feel like that was a little bit of uh, uh, overpriced. And now, because Cameron refuses to pay his invoice, I can no longer afford my penthouse in Manhattan and I have to squat with him until he pays. Mm Now, now, Stormy, though, is that Cameron's problem that you can't afford your penthouse apartment? Because that sounds like a decision you made before you even engaged with Cameron. Well, I did provide Cameron a service. So legally... Arguable. Arguable. Mm-hmm. But was he informed of what that service entailed and everything that it cost? He sounds like there's was. A, lot, a, he... lack of, a, a lack of communication up front if you didn't state how much a consultation would cost on the outside. He actually was um, informed. Are you familiar, Mike, with light language? No, no, I am not. Please tell me more. Uh, 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 So um, there are uh, beings, Aquarians, who uh, exist on a a higher plane of existence than we do. And um, if you're enlightened like I am, uh, when you meditate and uh, astrally project, you can tune in to the frequencies of the Aquarians uh, and then translate them to the people around you to the betterment of their lives. And mm-hmm. Aquarian is how I communicated the terms of our contract to Cameron. And uh, here, let me um, just demonstrate. This is exactly what sure. I said. <clears throat> yeah. And I think that's pretty clear. Wouldn't you agree? I, I will agree that that was what was communicated to me mm-hmm. when I first entered the room uh, with Stormy for the first time. Uh, I, that was also sort of the beginning of the end of that session um, because I was really alarmed. Um, so you fully, know what that, you, you fully understood what that meant? I understood that it meant that I shouldn't stay in the room much longer. Okay, okay. so so what a thing was communicated to you, but maybe not what uh, Stormy was intending. But you received a different right. communication. Yes, exactly. I I would argue that I've lived with Cameron long enough at this point that that he's picked up a bit of Aquarian and light language by osmosis. Uh, Cameron, what was it that I heard you saying in the bathroom just this morning in Aquarian? Uh, I mean, I, I was singing uh, the chorus of Bill Withers' Lovely Day. Um, uh, maybe you misheard something through the steam in the shower. Um, what did you hear me say? Uh, well, it, it sounded a lot like, uh-huh, 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 which in Aquarian translates to, I feel like a big dingus piece of dookie that I haven't paid Stormy back. So, yeah. so Stormy, we, you know, we, we just met right now. So, you know, maybe this is being a little too forward as we're kind of building a therapeutic alliance here. But, um, you know, we have limited time here. Is there a possibility that a lot of this is constructed so that you can just kind of hear what you want to hear from Cameron as opposed to what is actually being said? Oh, no, that's absolutely the case. Um, you see, I live, <laughs> I live my life in a way that... Um, <clears throat> You see, how can I explain this, Mike? Um, sure. 
I know that um, when you go to therapy school, that mm-hmm. uh, you lose touch with a lot of uh, the magic and alternative uh, ways that exist. Um, yeah. I am a vessel, and I refuse to take into that vessel anything that does not align with what the vessel wants. Sure. So are you the vessel, or is the vessel this whole separate being? Um, the vessel is everything, and also okay. I am the vessel. Yeah. And 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 just to point out, if we're... Cameron uh, is not the vessel. Uh, Cameron's yeah. not uh, the vessel. Is, he, has, is he the enemy of the vessel? Cameron is the antithesis of the vessel. Cameron oh, okay. is the um, atrophy of the universe. Oh um, okay. Cameron is the lack of all potentiality. Okay. Cameron is also the, uh, the the not the vessel because it seems like the only thing that the vessel wants is all of Cameron's mint chocolate chip non dairy uh, uh, ice cream sandwiches that the vessel seems to be eating without my agreement. I did explain to you that I have very specific dietary needs, Cameron. I told you I was setting a boundary for my mental health when I ate all of those ice cream sandwiches. Well, and Cameron, have you considered that the vessel eternally hungers? Have no, I, I haven't considered. I mean, is that something I need to be considering? Right, let's let's take a pause on the Cameron Stormy relations for a moment mm-hmm. and and ask: Is that something that I should be considering to get better at mental health? Because because that's the goal of this episode. Sure. Well, I would yes. argue yes, because Stormy seems like a very important part of your life, and Stormy puts a very high priority on the fact that he is both separate and inside of this vessel. So you, you know, understanding and respecting the vessel is the same as understanding and respecting Stormy. And as is long they... as you guys are, are going to associate, that seems to be a necessary development. I, I will agree that Stormy is an important part of my life, uh, yeah. only in that it is important to me that Stormy is removed from my life as soon as possible. Is there a corollary word for important as to, like, infamy is to famous? Because, like, that's what it is for, for Stormy. Stormy, uh, it is uh, important that Stormy is no longer here. Uh, Mike, I think that Cameron yes. is uh, derailing the conversation here, which is getting mm-hmm. better at mental health. Now, I, I do have a question. Um, sure. So, sometimes Cameron will wake up in the middle mm-hmm. of the night, and he'll sort of rub his tummy and then stare out his window for 25 minutes uh, and then release the most trumpeting farts. And he mm-hmm. shouts, that's a stromboli. Is that it, mental health? It's my apartment. That, you can't tell me I can't participate in my own tummy time in my own apartment. So my question is, is yeah. that mental health? Yeah, I would say you've touched on a very important part of mental health is sometimes our physical health can impact our mental health. And I've heard quite a bit about Cameron's stomach, uh, Cameron's flatulence. And I would be concerned about how much this is taking space in Cameron's life and why Cameron doesn't seem to not only want to address it, but seems quite defensive when it's brought up. Do you do you think maybe that it's um, a sort of festering seed of a guilt that's rotting in his bowels um, because he hasn't paid me? Or maybe I just have a stress ulcer because there's someone squatting in my apartment. Well, how do you think you would be able to get rid of this squatter from your apartment, Cameron? It seems like Stormy has presented a very clear communication uh, that if you give him $86,000, uh, he will no longer be at your apartment. 
I, you know, th- this podcast has maybe 30 weekly listeners, um, and mm-hmm. we currently aren't running any ads. Um, mm-hmm. So currently my uh, cash flow, I guess, is not $86,000 worth. Well, well, I fancy myself a pretty, uh, you know, practical, goal-oriented therapist. Um, have you considered starting a uh, cryptocurrency Ponzi scheme? Hmm. Have you, Cameron? No, I guess I hadn't. I um, I guess that could be a future episode where I could get better at that and then begin that. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't have any guests. I did have a guest previously who helped me get better at dark money. I was hoping that would maybe mm-hmm. lead into that, but it has not so far. Uh, uh, Mike, uh, yep. before we get too involved with Cameron, sure. um, I do have a question uh, for myself. Um, yeah. As a cat therapist to a human therapist, uh, sure, yeah. and just imagine parentheses uh, saying wink, wink here. Uh, this stuff is all fake, right, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I will say, and I mean this authentically, that it is, it is like being a therapist is part like running a confidence game. Like it is a little bit like putting on a show. Yeah. Uh, like I wouldn't go as far as saying fake. But think about it. I don't have, like, secret knowledge. Though, Stormy, it does sound like you might have secret knowledge. But I can say for myself, I do not have secret knowledge. The things I'm saying to you, you can read in any sorts of books, you know, training seminars, worksheets. It's available. So it's like, why do you listen to me? I think it's a little bit because I kind of compel you that I'm someone worth listening to, that I build a relationship with you. And that makes it more likely that you'll listen to this pre-existing knowledge because of, dare I say, the vessel it's coming out of. Interesting. Wow. So with that in mind, how do you get people to pay you? Uh, I, I think I, I try to be uh, pretty blunt and compelling. I, I've noticed a lot of patients I work with uh, describe a lot of therapists who like to be quiet and kind of just repeat back what they say to them. And people don't seem to like that. So I think they appreciate that I could be a little, uh, a little forthright, a little jarring, um, you know, change of pace almost. Mm, I see, I see. Cameron, here's a jar I found in your kitchen. Yep. I'm I, being it, jarring. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say you're being blunt because you're high half the time. Um, uh, uh, well, um, Mike, we're sort of coming up at the end of our time. Um, I... I don't know. I, I don't think I've gotten much better at this. I don't think I've gotten... I I don't think I've gotten better at the topic. I sort of feel like I've gotten worse. Um, well, they often say, Cameron, uh, before you can get better, you do have to get much worse. Oh, wow. And, yeah. Cameron, I would argue that that tofu lasagna you've been making recently is getting better, so you're pretty good at some things. Uh, wow, that was uh, um, a... That was very nice, Stormy. Thank you. Uh, I've been working hard at that recipe. Um, well, that makes me feel a little bit better. I had sort of dropped from that seven down to a six before, and I don't know, maybe bumping back up. Uh, cool. Um, well, uh, the, uh, the last question that I'd like to say here, um, and, and maybe you both can answer this, is uh, a question that I often like to end on, which is, um, how will I know that I'm better? That is a good question, Cameron. I mean, how do you define what getting better looks like for you? Let me turn that around on you. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not the expert in this episode. So if, well, if, I, I mean, if I were to, you know, and, and that's maybe part of the problem here, Cameron, I mean, I would say my takeaway from this uh, episode is that, you know, Stormy has a very strong identity and knows what mm-hmm. they want. I don't presume um, everything, but it seems like Cameron that you're kind of very passionate on the receiving end here and need to maybe define for yourself what is good enough and what is a happy life. But since you're wow. hesitating there, I will put the, I'll give you at least my definition is like, you know, are my relationships better than they were before? Is my day to day habits and the way my body feels, the way my emotions feel, are they improved mm-hmm. compared to like three, six months ago? You know, kind of comparing and contrasting with your previous selves. Wow. That's very compelling. Um, uh, I like that answer. Stormy, do you have an answer of how I'll know I'm better at mental health? Um, I think that you'll know you're getting better at mental health when um, you don't feel compelled to have midnight tummy time anymore. I have midnight tummy time whenever I want to. Okay? Mm. I have gastrointestinal issues because of the stress. uh, This is too much. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to need to have some tummy time after this. Um, uh, uh, Well, wonderful. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show, uh, Stormy, uh, and for, uh, you know, the unique voice you add. Um, I guess I'll see you in the other room um, after I finish this call. Uh-huh. I'll uh, be right over here. And uh, thank you, Mike, uh, for being on. You know, we have a couple of things that we need to uh, uh, close out each episode with. Um, one of the things is that you know, we're, I'm trying to get better in each of these episodes, but also sure. we're trying to improve the show. What could mm-hmm. have gone better about this episode? Um, that's good. I was honestly very delightfully uh, surprised by the, uh, the, the prank in the, in the middle of the episode. I, I thought that was, that worked very well. I don't really have any, uh, notes. I, I was uh, pretty entertained by our conversation. Um, I, I feel like it was handled pretty well. Uh, well, wonderful. Yeah, I mean, uh, I love to hear that it's perfect and can't be improved at all. Yeah. Um, well, uh, excellent. The The next thing that we have is, well, we have a tagline that we uh, end every sure. episode with. And each episode, we ask our guests to uh, improve upon it, um, either by adding to it, changing it mm-hmm. in whatever way they see possible. Sure. If they want to scrap it, redo it, whatever they want to do, um, just to improve the tagline. Uh, currently, it is, and this will take me one second. <clears throat> Paul will call you later tonight, darling, and I'm having a bath right now. My fingers are wrinkled like prunes, and we've got some splaining to do. If we would have been prepared, we could have done a better job. And that's Paul will call you later tonight, darling. I'm having a bath right now. My fingers are wrinkled like prunes, and we've got some splaining to do. If we if we would have been prepared, we could have done a better job. Starting with a Texas accent, then a Scottish accent, then an English accent, and then a hyper version of my own voice, and then basically no accent whatsoever. Um, and, and how would you like to improve upon that? Uh, you can add to it, change it in whatever way you see fit. Yes, I would like to add at the beginning, uh, listen okay. up, uh, comma, dorks, exclamation point. Wonderful. Uh, and we'll close out the episode with that. Uh, well, Mike, it's been so great uh, talking to you and hearing from you. I'm sure the audience would like to hear and talk to you maybe more. How can they do so? Where can they see you? Sure. Uh, on Instagram, you can follow me at Galaxy Brain Mike. Uh, in the uh, coming weeks, I'm planning to launch a free sub stack where I'm going to be reviewing uh, comedy specials uh, once a week. 
uh, from different perspectives. Um, I, I really like uh, looking at comedy critically, especially since I used to work as an editor and would engage in that level, and I kind of miss it. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. If you follow me on Instagram, I'll post about it, and you can uh, find me there. Wonderful. And uh, I would like to begin the, uh, the march of my own plugs uh, as we come towards August 30th. I have a show at Caveat at August 30th uh, called Laugh Masters, the galaxy's most serious comedy competition. Um, if you are in the area, please come and see that. It is arguably the most ambitious comedy project I've ever undertaken. Um, so please check that out. Uh, well, uh, Mike, it has been so great talking to you uh, and getting better at mental health. Um, and it's uh, been so great listening to you. And it's been so great having you here as well, dear listener, on Everyone's Better Than Me with Cameron Lindsay. Our theme music was composed and recorded by Caleb Ritchie. You can find us on social media by searching for Everyone's Better Than Me podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Please share the show with your friends, subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks so much to Josiah Knight for helping with the prank in today's episode. Get in contact with questions or topics that you'd like to see me get better at by emailing everyonesbetterthanme at gmail.com. And as we say at the end of just this episode, listen up, dorks. Paul will call you later tonight, darling. And I'm having a bath right now. My fingers are wrinkled like prunes. And we've got some splaining to do. If we would have been prepared, we could have done a better job. Thanks for listening. <laughs>